G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Joining me on the line on Friday mornings, as we like to do, is uh, we're catching up with Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch in lockdown in Melbourne. How you doing, Bill? Hey, very well. Thanks very much. Mate, uh, are you in one of those suburbs that uh, is in lockdown or are you on one of the outer suburbs? Oh, well, I'm not in one of those hot spots, but of course, if you've been following things, uh, Dan Andrews' Victoria is a bit of a mess, one disaster after another, so uh, um, I'll be surprised if I ever get out of this state again, the way we're going. <laughs> wow. wow, mate. Well, I can only imagine the uh, uh, the pressure that would be on uh, everyone in Victoria right now. I mean, you know, the whole nation was in lockdown, you know, a while back, and now you know, Queensland, we, we've behaved ourselves, so we're, we're starting mm-hmm. to open. They're calling it Freedom Friday for Queensland, so we're, we're feeling pretty good in, in this neck of the woods. And, of course, South Australia, WA, different parts of the nation are going through yep. different phases. Um, yeah. and so our thoughts and prayers are with you while you're, you're going through it, mate. Is it affecting you personally, uh, you know, with, with your ministry? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, look, we are in different ways. For example, I've got a son who's supposed to be studying in Sydney, uh, and that whole thing may be put on hold uh, for various reasons. You know, they're saying if you live in Melbourne, you can't come to Sydney, or if you do, you got to sit in lockdown for two weeks. So, yeah, it's got some personal family impact, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a long journey, so see how we go. And uh, I know for you, Bill, you know, you like to travel around and preach quite a bit, and, of course, you can't mm, uh, get out yeah. and jump on a plane at the moment and go and preach somewhere. Well, but, that's uh, right. Uh, yeah, are you no, doing... Are you doing lots of Zoom s- sermons? Yeah, look, we've done some of those. I have had a few, uh, you know, actual appearances cancelled, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've done some more online things. But uh, hopefully uh, soonish we can get back to, you know, going around speaking here and there. So see how we go. Well, I know I love reading your Facebook posts and uh, reading your blogs on your website. Uh, you're always updating us uh, with different things around the world from a biblical perspective. One of the topics that you've been tackling recently is dealing with pain, suffering, loss, and grief. Uh, tell us a bit about why you felt it was important to uh, to focus on that in, in the season we're in. Oh, well, obviously uh, it's a universal issue. Uh, everybody does suffer at one point or another. So uh, to speak about it, uh, well, the Bible speaks about it, obviously. Entire books like the book of Job devoted to suffering. So uh, every once in a while I do revisit it. And uh, part of uh, my reason for doing a few pieces this week is a a kind of a newish book by uh, Elizabeth Elliot. Many of your listeners would recall her, Jim Elliot, one of the five young men killed as missionaries in Ecuador a long time ago. So she had a a newish book that came out a while ago. So I looked at that and some other books and said, well, look, there's a lot of good resources out there. If you are struggling, uh, loss, grief, 
you know, even the problem of evil. Why do you, uh, you know, good people seem to always have struggles and sometimes the wicked uh, seem to flourish, as the Bible talks about? Well, there's a lot of good books out there, so I uh, mention a, a number of good titles in some of my uh, recent articles. And it is a big question uh, that, uh, mm. you know, as a pastor, as a as a minister, I've been asked many times, why does God allow suffering? Um, yeah. Just give us a, a bit of a an answer to that from your perspective, mate. Okay, well, the 15-second version, even <laughs> though it's been debated for 3,000 years now, but we'll give you the, the final word. Uh, look, well, I mean, it is a, it's a massive topic, uh, and it would take uh, ages to give it proper justice, but... While we don't always know of individual cases of suffering, why they might be happening, we do have the bigger framework in which to assess all suffering, and that is we serve a God who is not aloof from our suffering. He, uh, well, Jesus is known as the suffering servant. He suffered on our behalf. He did not exempt himself from suffering, but we have a God who knows all about uh, well, in that case, with Jesus on the cross, the loss of a son, an innocent son, you know, we have stories all the time, my son died in a car crash. Well, our God knows what it is to lose a, an only son. So, um, huge issue, obviously, questions of free will. Uh, love cannot be uh, forced, so if you want to create a race of people that will freely have a love relationship with you, I guess you take the risk that some will uh, abuse and misuse that freedom, and uh, well, we know that sin is the ultimate source of suffering. We've turned our backs on God, told him to get lost, and now we're surprised that we're in all kinds of mess and uh, so, yeah, that's all part of the equation of how Christians look at this big topic of suffering. And, you know, I uh, can relate to what you're saying, Bill. You know, I've had uh, um, an illness that has popped up a number of times over several years now, um, mm. an autoimmune disease, and I've had inflammation in my body, and I've had, mm -hmm. you know, I've just been bedridden for a month or two. You know, it, it, this time last year I was very unwell. Uh, it's happened three or four times in the last uh, uh, 10 or 12 years now. And when I'm mm -hmm. in the middle of it, I'm getting fevers, I'm eight, my, you know, or rheumatoid arthritis, my body's eight, you know, right. and uh, I, I, I say, Lord, heal me. Lord, please heal me, you know. Sure. Uh, if not, Lord, teach me something through this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, wow. There's something about we, we can learn going through those times how to really hold on to God. And honestly, I don't know how people survive you know, serious illnesses mm. without God. I mean, he, he gives me hope, he gives me joy, he gives me strength in the middle of my suffering. Um, but yeah, there's, there's yeah. something about, we, we can actually learn in the midst of our suffering, can't we? Eh? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was certainly the points that Elizabeth Elliot has made in many of her books. Well, all the great saints. I mean, think of a guy like Spurgeon, you know, the great English preacher who had all kinds of physical ailments, a lot of suffering, even mental depression. Uh, you name it, he even had more uh, physical aches and pains by the sound of it than you've been having lately. And yet, you know, you think of what a great uh, uh, Christian he's been, what an inspiration to millions. So, uh, uh, well, it's interesting. I just read, uh, again, uh, Psalm 119, and there it speaks about, you know, it was good that I was afflicted, 
before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your commandments. So even Scripture speaks about there can be a value in suffering. It can draw us closer to the Lord. It can get our priorities right. Uh, you know, I just also had an atheist come to my website the other day and, you know, oh, suffering, uh, that's ridiculous. What a dumb article you wrote. Life is just full of it and we just get used to it. And, you know, I'm, I'm writing a piece now in response, actually. Uh, the atheist has got nothing to say about suffering. It's just, you know, junk happens, get used to it. That's all there is. There's no plan, purpose, meaning to life. So if you suffer a big deal and you're not going to get any help in the next life because there is no next life. But the Christian uh, has an example of a wounded God, a savior who knows about suffering. We know one day every wrong will be uh, righted, every right will be acknowledged. So justice comes when there's evil and people doing bad things that will be dealt with in the next life at least. So um, just on so many levels, the Christian has at least solid answers, maybe not every answer, but solid answers on why God might allow suffering, how he gives us grace while we are suffering, and how it can uh, help us come closer to God, come closer to others, and become even more Christ-like in the process. And, you know, I can remember one of my first History Makers interviews. About 15 years ago, I interviewed uh, Nick Vujicic. Now, mm -hmm. many would have heard of him. He was uh, an Aussie yep. boy uh, born with no arms and no legs and yep. uh, attempted suicide as a, as a young man and uh, was bullied at school horribly, you know, went through horrible times. And now look at the incredible fruit in his life. You know, he's married with kids. He's traveled mm -hmm. the world preaching the gospel. He's been on all sorts of TV shows and uh, featured in, in movies. You know, he's written songs, you know, performed video clips, yeah. you know. He, he's... And and he said he wrote a book called No Arms, No Legs, No Worries, and you know when when I I think about what I've been going through or what others have mm -hmm. been going through, and you know think about his life, and and I love his focus. It's not what is wrong with me; it's what has God called me to do. What is right with me? What what is yeah, what is yeah. my purpose on this earth? Um, it all comes mm -hmm. down to our focus uh, with regards to yep. suffering, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as we say, uh, suffering in it of itself is, you know, it's we don't celebrate suffering as such. We don't celebrate the death of a loved one or cancer or losing a job or, you know, these things are not good. They're not to be celebrated. But the real trick is, how do we respond to the issues? How do we respond to the suffering that can make us better or can make us bitter. Uh, you know, with God's grace, we can become better people, more Christ-like, or it can just become something that gets us more and more angry, more and more cut off from the rest of people. Uh, one of the books I've been reading, which I list in my article, a little bit older book, but a guy in America driving his van, a uh, drunk driver, right, crashes into him. In an instant, he lost his his wife and one of his four children uh, you know so as you say partly it's perspective we think we've got it bad but we can always find somebody else who's got it even worse and sure a lot of questions go up at those times God why did you allow this to happen but uh, you know books like that you read it through and he has come to see that God you know he still has plenty of questions but God uh, certainly was transforming him, making him 
much more Christ-like, much more sensitive to the suffering of others. He still doesn't like the fact that he had this great catastrophic loss. But, uh, you know, it is we worship a suffering servant. Our Lord is one who suffers with us. So uh, Christians of all people should have some sense of it. And uh, in the next life, we'll get the, the full scoop, I guess. And if people want to uh, have a look through this list, I'd highly recommend people have a look at this uh, list of suggestions. So uh, at your blog, Bill, um, people can see uh, some recommendations of, of books on this topic. Um, I'm just scrolling through the list of authors here, mate. You you mm-hmm. like to read, don't you? There's some good ones in here. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, there's a, it's a good 70-odd uh, titles just in that list, yes. Yep. <laughs> so there's a suggestion there from Aussie author John Dixon, If I Were God, I'd End All the Pain from Matthias Media. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, James Dobson, When God Doesn't yep. Make Sense. Uh, I think I read that one a number of years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Johnny Erickson Tata. Now, she featured with Neil Johnson on Vision yep. maybe a month or two ago. Uh, what an incredible testimony she's yeah. got, hey? Well, absolutely. Another story of somebody, teenager, went for a dive in a shallow water, uh, broke her neck, quadriplegic ever since, prayed a zillion times to be healed. Thus far, it hasn't happened, but the impact she's had on millions of people worldwide. So she's actually now at the place where she says she's glad this was allowed to happen. She knows that God is being even more glorified, uh, even while she sits in a wheelchair ministering around the world, than if, you know, she had been healed. Sure, she still wants to be healed, if possible, but she can certainly see God's hand in everything that's happened to her. Mm, Wonderful, wonderful. Well, there's a a, a list of uh, a number of books there on this topic, and uh, then one of the other blogs is uh, featuring Elizabeth Elliott's new book on suffering, uh, if you'd like to uh, find out more, you can search up Bill Muhlenberg on Facebook or you've got the website BillMuhlenberg.com or CultureWatch.com. Are they, are they the two best ones to go to? Uh, yep, yep. Wonderful, mate. Well, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you on a Friday. And, uh, mate, stay safe in Melbourne there, hey? Make sure uh, make sure uh, you, you keep washing your hands, hey? <laughs> I will. Thanks for that. <laughs> Thanks so much for, uh, for your time today, Bill. God bless. All right. Bless you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.